Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I really am a mean and despicable creature at heart, you know. It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to goods is as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door you never will get where you're going if you never get up on your feet come on there's a good tailwind blowing a fast walking man is hard to beat but one foot in front of the other Soon you'll be walking across the floor Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking out the door If you want to change your direction If your time of life is at hand Well, don't be the rule, be the exception to start is to stand Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking across the floor Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking out the door If I want to change the reflection Listen carefully You know, now, you had to have guessed three things. One, yes, we fooled him again. 
Made it to another Friday. Two. Yes, this is a Lonely Guy episode because, well, you know, the rest of my staff may not share my Christmas insanity, so to speak. And uh, three. Well, you know, it is, uh, we are rounding, getting closer to the greatest holiday of the year. But uh, that is a clip from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I think one of the greatest Rankin-Bass claymation specials. You um, elderly people like me uh, may recall it from your childhoods, but uh, it is my personal Dianetics. Um, I I think every life lesson I personally need is in that one-hour special. Um, Maria is forced to, I mean, Maria watches it with me. (laughs) Every year, in fact, when I was and taping today's uh, this morning's show here on this glorious Friday morning, uh, how many Fridays? I think three Fridays before Christmas. I told you it's almost over. Um, but Maria overheard and she said, "You watching without me?" So yeah, she's all in on it, and um, rightfully so. It's funny the Winter Warlock, one of my favorite characters, and you know if you heard the beginning of the clip. <laughs> I relate to the whole, um, uh, it really is difficult to change. I really am a mean and despicable man at heart, you know. (laughs) So it kind of hits close to home. But, you know, Chris Kringle lets us know how easy it is. But it's funny, this is the year, and if you listen to the Christmas specials we love podcast, as I take my notes to the side here, um, this is the first year I really went over the lyrics. I want to read these lyrics to you people because I really think they speak to the Hill Squad. Oh, um, disclaimer on this Lonely Guy Friday episode, uh, Lonely Guy Friday edition of Regular Guy Friday. If you are a fan of Hill Squad and Maria Menunos, you're tuning in for the first time. This is our Friday show. Um, we are a little bit more relaxed. Um, we liken it to being in the middle seat of Spirit and Airlines in the economy section. Um, but if you want business in first class, well, Monday through Friday, we have Heal Squad episodes with Maria and some great uh, healers, experts, practitioners, etc. Um, so please do us a favor. Don't give us a one-star review uh, over this. Just it's very simple. Just press stop on your device and go into that library and pick up some of those other great episodes. And for the, the other six of you, <laughs> stick around for RGF. Um, yeah, I went over the lyrics, which I thought was very poignant and I think really just speaks to all of us, especially with the new year coming. Bobo is dying to uh, crash my show, if you hear him in the background. Uh, put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. Okay, we know that. You'll never get where you're going if you never get up on your feet. A fast walking man is hard to beat. So it's kind of interesting. Get a step, you got to start little steps, baby steps at a time, but you got to get up and you got to do it, right? Um, fast walking man's hard to beat. Bobo agrees. But I love this. If you want to change your direction, if your time at life is at hand, don't be the rule, be the exception. You know, if the rule is you're a certain age and you can't do something else, no, you be the exception. And a good way to start is to stand. So obviously it's like those baby steps. 
But then the next part comes where the you know, Winter Warlock himself. If I want to change the reflection, I see the in the that I see in the mirror each morn. You mean it's just my election to vote for a chance to be reborn? So you know it's so much is said about looking in the mirror in the morning and what you say to yourself. And we have videos today. I know there's a viral video that it just keeps appearing in my somehow in my world about brushing your teeth with your left hand while you say you love yourself or you say I love you to the mirror. But I don't know. This is something that was made 50 years ago. And I think it's rather uh, rather poignant. Not sure if you agree. Um, yes. So here we are on this Friday. And um, end of the year is lurking. Um, I haven't really given much thought to resolutions and changes i'm really just trying to um tie up loose ends be my very best dad fluencer um it's funny last night we or two nights ago we celebrated cost of my father-in-law's birth birthday we went to the great greek and did greek dancing and all that stuff and i uh thena was a trooper um a couple hours past her bedtime smiling present um but I said, okay, we got to pull the plug. And um, I had to take her home alone. And I I, I was just telling uh, Maria and Violet and Costa how much, you know, I look forward to that. Not just to spend time with her, but, you know, uh, I guess more to spend time with her to be selfish. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, I say I'm not always going to have you all around here. I have to learn how to do this stuff on my own. So we're driving home. I'm playing Muppets songs. I have very long arms, so they're reaching into the back seat, and she's got her finger around my one big finger. And, you know, we come in the house, and I put her in the this baby Dooner device, which is amazing, pops right out of the back seat and then turns into a carriage. And I'm rolling that all through the house, let out the knuckleheads, the dogs, you know, get them all settled for the night. Um, two ounces of the bottle on that little brezzer machine, which just makes it for, for you, which I love. Um, but we made it work. We were a little messy as uh, I figured, but yeah, we got there and eventually we got off to sleep. Um, but you know, it's interesting because I was, I, I always, and I always try to share with you all, um, the stuff that I'm taking in that's moving me. And um, I get a lot of things in my feed that are related to self-help. And, you know, Bruce Lee, really incredible guy. And a lot of things about him seem to pop up. And one thing that I just saw recently was a quote from him. Instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. Material wears out, but knowledge stays. And... You know, I know it's hard because you want to, I hear this from so many parents, you just want to give your kids everything. Um, I, I hope I don't get us and get myself in trouble with our generation, but I feel like, you know, the people a little older than us, the World War II parents began, I think, the whole no notion of, I want to give you what I didn't have. And then that next generation did the same thing. And it was, I want to give you everything I didn't have. But then it was also, I don't want you to go through all the pain I went through. And I think here we are today. And, uh, you know, I was a, 
I always use the victim word, like I was a victim of it. But I remember I had a dad who just wanted to give us everything. It cost him his life. And I don't know, um, listen, I don't know what, even if the three of us super appreciated it, um, you all know I do, did and do, because I talk about him every day, but, you know, it cost him his life. Maria's mother was the same way. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I've been taking data from other parents because obviously now that I'm a parent, but I remember hearing from a friend who had an interesting quote talking about being a dad. And I remember whatever it was he could have provided to his kids. And it might've been either through attention, materialism, maybe even putting out a fire for them. I don't know what it was. And he said it was really hard to not be able to do this, but he said, you know, I don't want to rob, I don't want to rob them of their journey, of their journey, you know, meaning, you know, they need to get out there and have the achievements and the setbacks and all those things on their own. And so, yeah, it's um, just interesting. I don't know, but that quote really stuck with me. And then talking to a I have a couple of friends. I have friends from college who did the whole have kids in their 20s. Then I have other friends who did it in their 40s. And I only say this to, if you're a young parent, let this sit in. And if you're an older parent or you think your time has passed, you know, I urge you to listen to this. So, so, you know, it's funny. My friends who were younger parents, every time I would talk to them, it was all about, hey, you know, my youngest is 16 and, you know, four or five years, I'm going to be done. This is going to be behind me and I'm going to have, you know, my whole life ahead of me. And they were excited. And and I think hearing that, I was excited for them at the time. But then talking to my friends who became parents in their 40s, who replayed that same, one of those same conversation with a, a mutual friend of ours who had children in their 20s. And my friend said, I think of that quote as an older dad. And the last thing I want to do is have this behind me. I want this to go on forever. I love this. I love being a dad. I'm so in on everything. And I think that when you're young, it's about work, get it done, you know, put food on the table and all those things. And by the way, not a knock on either way, whatever your journey is. If you have your kids young, you have them old. We have them super old, like me. Um, so no judgment, but I think if you're young, you might want to refrain from that. And and because I, then I've also heard from these same parents who said that back then. Today they say, you know, I wish I enjoyed it more. I wish I did more with them. Because I was saying to my friend, me, I hope Thena never leaves. <laughs> I know she's going to one day, but I hope she never does. And uh, I don't know, just I never thought of it that way. Because I'd heard that my whole life from people in their twenties, like, "Yep, yeah, almost done." You know, you look lucky. You, you've got it all. You know, you got it all ahead of you. And I guess hearing that as a person who wasn't a parent, I'd say, "Oh my God, wow, it is great you have it behind you." And then just getting that other perspective from my friend made me realize, like, uh, you know, I think maybe there's a different appreciation when you're older. So either way, whether you have, if, you, if you're younger, I hear from older parents. 
once it's behind them, they only wish they spent more time with the children. And like I said, I, from older parents, they love the fact that they're not as stressed about things they were in their past. They're much more patient. So I just wanted to share that with you along with the that Bruce Lee quote. And I'll tell you, uh, Violetta, who's our house mom here, has four children. They're all super successful. Violetta owns a great piece of property in Los Angeles and was a single mom immigrant. English was her second language. Didn't speak when she got here. And it was remarkable and is remarkable what she's accomplished and what she's done with her children. But I think it speaks to that Bruce Lee quote because I know she didn't give them a lot materially because she didn't have it. But she gave them the lessons and they did field trips. Then they just figured out ways to do it without the material and without the money, but with the lessons. So I don't know. That just moved me. I hope it does you too. Uh, I want to, for Natasha's sake, I want to take a break uh, here now. And I think when we come back, um, there's some more Bruce... I think maybe it was from Bruce Lee or for someone else. No, there's more quotes on different, there's five different ways to really get to know somebody that I want to share. And um, especially when going into the new year, something came up about, you know, when you start to change, how lonely it is that I want to share with you. Um, Probably won't be that long of an episode, everyone. Uh, Kelsey and Natasha are out. um, And, uh, yeah, I've got a long, long, I mean, you know, I always have a lot to do, but now it, it just seems like a lot of white collar stuff. <laughs> I'm used to the, you know, in the past, it's been um, renovations and things like that and taking care of people. But now it's been, I'm really back in the throw of the you know original business, show business. And um, so, yeah, a lot going on, doing my best to navigate it. And I really want to Hopefully, I get to enjoy this holiday a little bit. Anyway, so if the show goes a little shot, um, I apologize. And um, just know Christmas week, we'll come up with, uh, at Knock on Wood, we hopefully we'll do what we usually do and have fresh content all week um, to keep you excited. Okay, be back in a flash. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. The big hand. The big hand. There I am. Too much. Year Without a Santa Claus, another great Rankin Bass special. One of my favorite characters, the Snow Miser. Also, I share a lot in common with the Snow Miser. <laughs> a lot of fun. I'd like to think I'm fun. I wouldn't mind having some miniature versions of myself to do a hat and cane with. Plus, I liked how he was always, you know, he was so jovial with Mrs. Claus. Hello, my little sugar plum. Digress. Happy Friday, everyone. Is everyone uh, hitting the malls? Trying to get the Christmas spirit in? Going to see Candy Cane Lanes in your area? We took Athena to her first one. It was, uh, I don't know, this area somewhere up north that you go, you walk on a little path and it's got all lights everywhere. And she loved it. So, a lot of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, okay, let's go over. So we know the New Year's coming up, and the, this is usually the time of year that I'm 
tying up loose ends. I like to do my year-end cleanup. Uh, but because I've been so on my cleanup and organizations, I don't really have to do it this year. But normally, I would be going through every closet, every drawer um, during this time of year. Just kind of lose the dead weight for the past year. And it just really helps you go into the new year strong. Um, but as I said, I've been tying up more loose ends, uh, with work, but I know a lot of us and myself included, you know, you want to go into the new year, not only in a, with a good state of mind, but purpose, things you want to change, things you want to alter, things you want to improve. Most of us do anyway. So maybe some of the things that, uh, I'll come up with here may, I don't may speak to you. So this one popped up in my feed. You don't know a person until one, you travel with them. Two, money is involved. Three, you deal with them when they're angry. Four, you live with them. I think all really poignant. I, the travel one, listen, we always hear about money. Um, and you're not going to find out who they are and a roommate is until you do live with them. But I think the travel one's a big one. So if a lot of you are planning trips in the new year, or maybe there's a spring break. I know a lot of people in cold climates desperately want to go away. And if I, if I had, I couldn't keep on one hand how many people I know would go and travel with um, the wrong people and have their precious vacations ruined. Um, so I thought that was a big one. One of the things I just wanted to add, though, and this just got me... It's related in a degree. For people who want to, say, start a business with someone else and... You know, I just recently have been dealing with someone who got into a partnership um, that's not fair, not right, and um, one party is exhausted and sick, and the other one, being the narcissist, is, you know, doing nothing but making money. And I think for... I think partnerships are great. I, these days, am only seeking partners because I want to do a lot and I realize I can't do it all on my own. So I'm a big proponent of them. But I have one technique to, or question that you can ask of yourself about your proposed partner that might help you and it's worked for me but I've never heard anyone else use it before but it does work for me so maybe it'll work for you but any kind of partnership you're going to get into especially for business ask yourself about that person what is their true end goal so if you are partnering on charity to save people's lives. If that's their end, true end goal 
is to help people make a difference in the world, fantastic. If you're starting a business where it's we don't want bosses and we want to make a lot of money, then if the person, if you can just ask yourself about that person, what do they really want? And they want that fantastic. They align. But take the time to really ask, because I'll give you a couple examples. So you always hear me talk about my friend Randall, who I adore and I love. And just, you know, he and his husband just mentored Marie and I for decades. Um, but every time I would try to partner with him in movie making or anything show business related, it just, it never worked. And, you know, I was head writer at MTV and I had brought him in. And um, everyone loved him because he's just a lovable guy. But I figured out why it it could never work. And my end goal was to make a great product where he could also star in and become more known, more successful, and make more. Because he was an actor. And so that's what, and a performer, and that's what I thought his end end goal was but I was wrong and Reynolds end goal was to be accepted by his old Hollywood friends in that old Hollywood circle the Rose Marie's Margaret O'Brien Ginger Rogers Ann Miller um, some of you may know these names some of you don't but these were his friends Lucille Ball who I obviously didn't know him at that time but these were his friends and he that's all he wanted. It was I came to the conclusion he just wanted to impress them. So anything uh, he took on, it, it all steered back to that. It was never about this is going to be a great film or this will position me in the right way. It was I just want to look amazing to them. Uh, and I don't know if that makes sense, but I'll give you another example. And this one might be something you relate to more. But I had another person I made a film with and was they worked on the film. It was my film. I put up all the money. But I remember him being super anxious to get it listed on IMDb, which is a website that lists the crew who works on it. And, you know, it's, uh, think of it as uh, putting your credits out there in a big way and, I think even more so back in the day, that was such a badge of honor to have your, when your film got put on IMDb and your credit was listed, it was good for your career. And I remember I was not done with this film. And I knew it was going to take me another year to finish it. And, but if it got listed on IMDb in that year, then the years would be wrong. And so this one producer just kept pushing me, please, you know, we got to put it on. When are we, do, when are we going on, when are we going on IMDb? When are we listening to IMDb? And I said, we're not, we're not right now. It's not done. When the film is done, we will put it up there. And sure enough, behind my back, he went and put it up there. And it just gripped the whole film because it, you know, if, I don't know, let's say it was 2006 that he put it up there. The film didn't get, done and released until 2010 so it and it just for a whole host of reasons but that's not the point but the point with this guy was what i figured out was he just wanted so bad 
to stick it up everyone he went to high school with. He just wanted to stick it to them so bad. So maybe he wasn't respected as much as he thought, or maybe they were all rich and successful and he wanted to prove he was too. I don't know, but that was his end goal. I have another, I have another person I work with and everything with this guy went back to just trying to please his wife. So any project we worked on, any major decision all went back to that. What would please his wife? Um, and that's why, you know, those partnerships didn't work. And, and I will say that those three people didn't have the success that I think they could have, has should have, because that's the end goal for them. That's what they really wanted. So I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. But if you do ask yourself, ask yourself, like, what's their end goal? Like, what's it all about for them? I have someone else, another family member, just wanted to be popular. We always joke on this show about getting likes and being popular. But at the end of the day, I mean, as much as it's funny and whatnot, that's, that's not my end goal. My end goal is to make really cool stuff, make an impact, and um, have fun. And I basically, the way I end our show is my thing, you know, which is help each other learn from mistakes and have some fun. That's for me. And I would say most of, most of the time I try to live up to that. But I had a family member who just literally just wanted to be popular. So every life decision was based on that. Everything was just based on that. And again, um, not very successful. In fact, quite the opposite in life. So, uh, and I remember doing stuff with that person and things just never could get off the ground. It always disintegrated because it just always went back to that person's motivation, which which was, I just want to be popular. So if you're doing a business and that's all you want to do is be popular, you know, business is tough. You can't always be popular. You're going to have to make tough decisions. You might have to let staff go. You might not be able to please your customers and clients all the time. So anyway, I don't know. I've never heard that shared with me, but through experience, it's been something that I've... Um, it's been of value to me. So if you're, if with this new year coming, if you're thinking about starting a business uh, with a, or partnering with someone, which I love because especially if you have a full-time job, you know, it's great to have someone to shoulder the, the duties with, but um, really think about what their end goals are. And the other thing I would say is clear upfront communication. I have, I'll tell you something else. I have a friend who's very successful up in Silicon Valley. And you know what he always does with his partners? He um, comes up with the divorce settlement right out of the gate. You know, in other words, if this goes sour, how does it end up? What, who gets what? You know, it's very interesting. And, he, and I asked him, so you do manifest the divorce? Is that what you're doing? He's like, no. He's like, no. Never, in fact, there's never even been one. Because we work it out up front. We go over every scenario together. And then we discuss, like, this is what I expect. This is what I want. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've said this to you before. I've told you that story in the Carney business. Um, some of the most despicable people I've known that had <laughs> the smallest amount of honor. But yet when I would look them in the eye and say, 
um, do not do X, Y, and Z. Give me your word. You know, nine out of ten times, if they were like, <clears throat> they might have hated to have to give me their word, but they looked me in the eye. But nine out of ten times, they would honor it. So um, that's another thing to do. Anyway, all right, well, listen, a little off the subject there, maybe. I don't know. Just guys work with me. It's a Lonely Guy Friday. When we come back, we'll talk about, uh, I heard a pretty good pretty good clip on um, when you do change and do improve and how it can be a little bit lonely. And I just thought it was appropriate being that this is a Lonely Guy Friday edition of Regular Guy Friday. All right, you guys, we'll be right back. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as 10 dollars a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Come on, a little Kermit the Frog here. I should, I know, I probably should be playing some something more Christmassy, but this, uh, I play this for Athena every morning when we wake up. Somebody thought of that, and someone believed it. 
<laughs> I'm just having this realization. <laughs> Talk about being an older dad. I'm gonna be, I'm introducing you to stuff that's 50 years old. Oh well. Seems kind of timeless. I'll let Karma take it from here. Hopefully you're still with us. The six is now probably down to three. Anyway, this is another one that came up on uh, came up on my Instagram feed that I'd love you to hear. See if it moves you. Where they are so different because they've started to do new things that they no longer fit in with their old set of friends. But they're not sufficiently developed that they've gained their new set of friends. And all of my friends are taking the piss. Oh, we're not drinking again. Too good for us, are we? Not going out again this week. Oh, okay. Well, like, enjoy staying in home and reading. And that lonely chapter that's in the middle is something that I, I would say almost nobody that I've ever met who has gone from a place where they are to a place where they want to be hasn't gone through. Interesting, right? So he was talking about his. Um, yeah, I've always heard. I've always heard. Um, in fact, I, I've quoted before. There's a professional wrestler, Bret Hart, when he got into the Hall of Fame. And he said, if you want to be successful, you have to, you know, work hard, sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. All the stuff is stereotypical. But the last thing he said is, be ready to embrace a life of loneliness. And, you know, we've heard it's lonely at the top. And we've heard other people say when um, they start to change or they want to grow, it's, uh, it's hard and it's lonely. And he's talking specifically about... Um, a moment between when you start to change um, and the actual change itself. And it's that period where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to save more money. I'm not going to drink as much. I'm not going to... Whatever it is that you're doing to improve yourself, it's, uh, it's lonely because... You're not fully there yet. And when you're fully there, then you start meeting, I think, you get over to the other side, you start meeting like-minded people that share your new values and share your new sentiments. But there is that uh, plateau in the middle where you don't have anybody. And I think most of us are just tempted to go back to the old way because it's really painful. And I'm just kind of glad he mentioned it. I've been there. And, you know, if you're doing New Year's resolutions and you think you're going to be changing, um, that'll be the first thing from family, from friends. And, you know, as I always say, remember the person on the bar stool next to you is only going to give you advice based on one thing. That's to stay on the bar stool. But it also could be the person in the uh, coffee shop, the on the coffee, uh, at the coffee shop at the chair next to you um god if someone's working for me right now Larry said you know, my my video game friends want to know you know why i'm working so hard and you know i said the person uh you know 
in the uh, video game chair next to you is only going to give you advice based on one thing to keep you in that chair. So, you know, when you are going to make your changes, it is going to be lonely. But I think if you hang on long enough, you break through and then you, you, you settle in and you meet the like-minded people, but it doesn't happen right away. So it's, it's a little painful plateau. And I think with awareness, maybe that helps. I don't hurt me. It spoke to me. Obviously it's a lonely guy Friday. So we're all about speaking to the lonely, but yeah, I think there's that, that moment. Um, I also have heard from people too, that when you go through those moments that say that plateau, when you're just changing and trying to turn over a new leaf, people, but also the universe tests you to see if you're ready to make the ascension and the change. And, and again, from if practitioners I've spoken to, they've said it's not about whether you're in the right or in the wrong, or whether the universe thinks you're right or wrong. It, it's just a matter of whether you're ready or not. And if you're not ready, it's okay. So maybe you go back to those old ways. But um, but I think, again, with awareness, you might say, oh, I'm being tested. I've seen people get away from toxic relationships, to- toxic boyfriends, to- toxic girlfriends. I've been on both sides of that. And I remember being tested to, to, to go back. And sometimes I did. And then other times I didn't, you know, and other times I knew better. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm making any sense, guys. Come on. I'm alone here. Tasha's not with me. Kelsey's not with me. Um, and I'm just trying to get through one day at a time. I'm trying to think guys, how we should, uh, how we should go home. You know what? I think uh, that's kind of a... Hmm. I'm going through my songless kids. And uh, I think I did this one last week. It's been so much brain frog. Brain frog, listen to me. Kermit's on my mind. <sighs> Let's see. Yeah. So this is the one I play for Athena every night when we do our tub. Let's see. Let's see if it comes up anyway. Well, I think we're going to be looking for looking at Christmas lights this weekend. Maybe a trip to the mall. I don't know how you're going to spend your weekend. The other thing is I have my annual pilgrimage home. I usually go home for a few days in December. Go through the old neighborhood, say a prayer at the old church. Try to see some people. I squeeze everyone in best I can. Listen, I don't know if anyone has to live like that. But I, I'll tell you that what is very effective is to stay at a hotel that has a bar and literally just invite every human that you knew to come. Like, all right, let's get it over with in one night. Not get it over with because I want to see people, but it's just, hard. it's just hard. And I also think it's super important to go home and get reset whenever you have your can get to wherever you came from I know just does something for me anyway this is a more modern version of the Rabbi Ducky song with a little reggae from Ernie we sing it every night here anyway uh, if you hear the fatigue in my voice it's because it's real 
<laughs> uh, try to remember why we're here, everyone. Help each other learn from mistakes. And absolutely have a few laughs along the way. podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.